Isn't God so good? He's so good. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, have you been enjoying your week, this Passion Week? Hallelujah. Amen. TBN had a wonderful, wonderful uh, 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 movie about Jesus. Uh, it'll, it'll end today. You have to see it. It's a production that, uh, uh, from Sights and Sound out of uh, Pennsylvania, I believe, right? And then also in, in, uh, in Branson, powerful powerful uh, movie you've got to see it literally we cried the whole time watching it's so powerful hallelujah amen and so it'll end today and so it's been showing since uh, Friday hallelujah amen let's open our Bibles hallelujah amen there's so much there's so much to share about Jesus hallelujah amen and it's so true the volumes there are not there are so many volumes books that are written that uh, Let's put it this way, if it was to be written, everything that Jesus did, we would not be able to contain it. Hallelujah, amen. But I believe in heaven supernaturally, we will understand even more. Hallelujah, amen. And so yesterday I snuck away to my little covey, my little office upstairs, and I said, Pastor Christine, I got to go, and I, there's just so much in my heart that I want to share, but Lord, you're going to have to show me how to bring all this out, because I, literally, we could spend all day talking about this, Amen. And so I just quieted my spirit, spent some time in my room, closed the door, opened the windows, uh, looked out the window, said, Father, okay, I'm here. Just put, it, put in me what you want me to say. And I tell you what, it wasn't until about another few minutes that the Lord started speaking to my heart. Let's open to the book of Matthew, Mark, excuse me, Mark, the 16th chapter. Hallelujah. And so there's so much, like I said, it's a big thing. It's a very big thing. Uh, um, praise and honor unto the Lord of what he's done. Amen. And I pray that you, you've read all those scriptures that I sent you during Sunday, and, and it just brings you to, right to the highlights of, of what we're doing. Hallelujah. And there's so much more. Hallelujah. Amen. Matt, Mark the 16th chapter, verses 1. And let's look at it. Put your beautiful eyes on her. Hallelujah. Amen. And when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Solomon had brought sweet spices that they might come and anoint him, Jesus. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, which is today, they came unto the, uh, specs, uh, the, the, the place where they buried him at the rising of the sun. And they said among themselves, who shall roll us away the stone from the door of the uh, sepulcher? And when they had looked, they saw that the stone was rolled away, for it was very great. And entering into the sepulcher, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, clothed in a long white garment, and they were affrightened. And he said unto them, Be not affrightened. Ye seek Jesus of Nazareth, which was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. Behold the place where they, lay, they laid him. But go your way. Tell his disciples and Peter that he goeth before you into Galilee, there shall you see him as he has said unto you. And they went out quickly and fled from the sepulcher, and for they trembled and were amazed, neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast out seven devils. And she went and told them, that had been with him as they mourned and wept. 
And the Bible says, and they, when they had heard that he was alive and had been seen of her, believed not. After that he appeared in another form unto two of them, they walked and went into the country, and they went and told it unto the residue, neither believed they them. Afterwards he appeared to the, unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believe um, not them which have seen him after he was risen. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at that word, unbraided. He rebuked the, the disciples. He rebuked them, a harsh rebuke. Uh, you, you've ever been rebuked harshly? This was even harsher. Hallelujah. Amen. For their unbelief and the hardness of heart. Hallelujah. Amen. Now notice as we talked about this months ago that unbelief is a sin. It, it causes our hardness of heart. And so we have to believe all scripture. I believe all scripture. Therefore, I have no hardness in my heart or unbelief. Say with me, I believe all scripture. Therefore, I believe. I have no unbelief in my heart. Hallelujah. Amen. So in other words, we find here the greatest miracle, an event known to mankind, other than any other thing known to mankind, is Jesus' work at Calvary and his resurrection from the dead. Two wonderful things, Calvary and his resurrection. Now, I want you to think about that. Two major things that Jesus did for us on that cross. First of all, he died for our sins on that cross. Hallelujah. Amen. He was nailed to that tree. Hallelujah. Amen. And then the Bible says that he was resurrected. So mainly, we see two things that I would ask you this, but I'm not going to ask you now, but I want you to think about it. Which, was, which one of these was most important for your salvation? Hallelujah. Amen. Don't have to answer me. Which one of this is most important for your life, uh, eternal life? Hallelujah. Amen. Well, you can't have one without the other. You need both of them. Hallelujah. Amen. But we thank God that we as believers understand the death of the cross of our master. We understand why he died, what he did when he died. My daughter asked my wife, what did he do Saturday? Well, I got the answer what he did Saturday. What did he do when he gave up his spirit Friday? I got the answer. Hallelujah. What did he do when he re before he resurrected on Sunday? I got the answer. And it is in the Bible. Hallelujah. Come on, church. It's in the Bible. Hallelujah. Amen. So the work of Calvary, which is the death on the cross, was the access, now understand this, was the access into God's presence that he provided for us. I want you to think about that. When he died on the cross, that blood that he shed on that cross for you and me that cleansed us of all our sin gave us access to the throne of God. Hallelujah. Amen. You could never enter into the throne of God before. Up to this point, you could not. You could not. You could not. It had to be a priest. And that priest had to be sanctified and holy uh, according to the law of God. But now, through his death, Jesus made a way for us to have direct access. Come on, church. Access. Hallelujah. Come on. Tell me access. The, the access wasn't for a brief moment it, it, that you can say, well, hallelujah, it's exciting. But it is complete forever and ever. You have access to be in God's power. You have access to have his glory. You have access, hallelujah, every moment of your day to go into the presence of God. Hallelujah. 
hallelujah, every moment of the day to be in the presence of God. Can you say amen? Come on, church. I'm excited for what he's doing. Hallelujah. Amen. That means today we have access into his kingdom hallelujah amen and he now is is honoring our worship unto his son hallelujah amen so in other words we have to realize jesus died so that we can walk in that power today jesus died so that we can have the power tomorrow hallelujah amen now notice this jesus is not a i was jesus say with me he's not he is an I am Jesus. He is coming again. Say with me, he is a I am Jesus. Hallelujah, amen. So in other words, he, Jesus, is alive, but now he sent his spirit to live in us. The, the power that raised him from the grave. I want you to see something. Paul, the apostle Paul said in Romans, the eighth chapter. Quickly go to Romans, the eighth chapter. I, I'm going to try to cover the main highlights that we need to hear of the Lord today. There's so much and so much message about this. But God is speaking directly to us and to that are watching and those that will be watching tomorrow. Notice what he says in Romans the eighth chapter, verses 11. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says this, verse 11, but if the spirit of him, but if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you come on church when you became born again all of you born again excited people raise your hands hallelujah when you became born again when you gave jesus your heart when you said jesus i believe and you are serving him and you are actively being a believer every day and doing his worship going unto the lord and worshiping him you became you became filled with that resurrection power Come on, church. Amen. In other words, you're not dead anymore. A living man can never die. A living man will never, ever die. Hallelujah. Amen. A friend of mine, Cliff McNew, years ago, I, talked, I texted him yesterday. We text, we, we, we text each other. We've known for many years, almost 30-something years. A young, a young man, he's about six, 70 years old. Hallelujah. Amen. He was hijacked, shot at the bridge of his nose with a high-power pistol. The bullet ricocheted and hit the radio. But before they pulled the trigger, he said, you can't kill a living man. You can't kill a living man. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's the resurrection power that's in us. Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to think about it. that resurrection power that lives in you. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Amen. So Jesus said, you'll never die. You'll never die. You'll never taste death because he tasted death for you. Hallelujah. Amen. Now quickly go with me to Ephesians. Ephesians the first chapter, hallelujah, amen. Notice what it says in verses 19, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, say with me, amen, hallelujah. Say with me, amen. amen. <clears throat> the Bible says in verse, in verse 19 of Ephesians 1, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power? That's a question, amen. It could be a question for those that don't understand. Well, what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Toward us who believe, that's you and me according to the working of his mighty power. Say with me, mighty power. That's Ephesians 1. Notice what he says in, in, in verses 20. Which, 
he wrought. That word wrought is an English word for what he created, he made, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Now notice this, and set. Put that word, circle that word set. Set him at his own right hand. That word set is, have you ever been in the house and set something aside? Have you ever told your honey, honey, I'm going to set the keys here. They're for you here. Honey, I'm going to set you money. So when you go to grocery store, <coughs> you see what I'm saying? So in other words, literally activated. Oh, Pastor Christine, if you would pass me my water. Literally activated uh, the power of setting something in place. He set something in place. Tell your neighbor he set something in place. Now notice this. He set him, Jesus. He placed Jesus at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality in other words he's throned far above all principality and power and might dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that which is to come let me ask you something this coronavirus isn't it isn't it a strange virus that we have never seen before on human beings. So in other words, it's, it's a new one. Vaccine is not created. Coronavirus has a name. Even that name is not powerful or it, has, it isn't powerful over the name that God gave his son Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So that means his name is far above, throned, set at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. I want you to get a, get, some, get a revelation of this. Our Jesus, he has been set, seated, throned next to my father, my father Abraham, my father of Abraham, my father of Isaac, my father of, of Jacob, my father of Jesus, my father of my father, my father of this oasis center, my father of your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on. He is set next through the great I am. Hallelujah. He's the creator of heaven and earth. God who created all things. Jesus is seated right at him and giving him a name. Here on this earth that is greater here on this earth and, and, and a future. Hallelujah. Amen. This is Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So his resurrection. Now get a hold of this. This is what the Lord told me yesterday. His resurrection made our resurrection possible. His resurrection that was so powerful, so infinite, so mighty, so grand. Now that same power. Get a hold of this. That same power is in us hallelujah his resurrection made my resurrection oh his resurrection made my resurrection hallelujah oh i'm a living man say with me i'm a living man i'm a living woman hallelujah amen so in other words he gave me resurrection but along with that now get a hold of this he put a package together in your resurrection he gave you power and authority he gave you power and authority 
Just like Jesus has been handed power and authority from God, now you become uh, his, his children. Oh, Jesus is our brother. He's the first Adam. Uh, he's the second Adam that went to heaven and made a resurrection. Come on, church. Hallelujah. His father is our God. Elohim. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Amen. And the same power that he gave Jesus, now Jesus transferred it to us. Are you using your full power? Are you using your authority? Come on, church. Are you using it? Are you using it? I want to say it again. Are you using your authority and your power in this resurrection? Hallelujah. Amen. Notice what it says in 1 Corinthians. Quickly go with me to 1 Corinthians. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, you can see how excited I am. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. We have in church all together online. Hallelujah. Those that are watching, you're having church. Your, your living room has been transformed to the blood-bought place of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Your home, Pastor Abel, is full of the anointing right now. Hallelujah. All those that are watching. Hallelujah. Amen. You have been given power. Power in your home. Hallelujah. Amen. Power. Say what be power has been given to me. First Corinthians, the sixth chapter. Are you there? Hallelujah. Put your beautiful eyes. Hallelujah. Listen to what it says in verses 14. In God. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. In God. In God hath, hath, past tense, has, hath, 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 both raised up the Lord, both raised up the Lord, and will also raise us up by his power. Come on, church. Amen. So, so a dead, a Christian is not a dead man. Hallelujah. Amen. You're a living person. You have resurrection power. Hallelujah. God raised us up just like he did Jesus with power. Oh, hallelujah. So in other words, his work on the cross had a mighty purpose. Come on, church. His work on the cross. Listen, I used to watch uh, those old movies about the, in the cross, and everybody was sad and boo-hooed and, and just went home sad, and that was the end of the movie. He died. He died. He died. Oh, but now, now that I know the word, and now that you know the word, he had to be on the cross. The Bible says in John, I, I, I lay my life down of my own no one can take my life. No one can take my life. Look, he's looking at me. No one can take my life. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at that precious boy looking at me. No one can take our life, John. No one, no one, no one, no one. Amen. Amen. No one can take Jesus' life. The Bible says, I lay my life down of my own. See, we, we look at the Romans killing him. We look at them beating him. We look, we look at the Pharisees uh, had, had their way with him. Oh, it was all about a, clan, a plan of God from eternity, from the foundations of the earth. He had a plan for mankind. Hallelujah. Amen. He had a plan. So in other words, his work on the cross had a mighty purpose for us believers. His work... In the belly of the earth. Yes, right. The belly of the earth. What the Bible calls it Hades. The belly of the earth had a mighty purpose. So in other words, him dying on the cross for you and me had a mighty purpose. But also him being entombed in a tomb that now is empty had a purpose. Listen. Um, listen to what it says in Matthew, the 12th chapter. I'm going to read it from the New Living Translation. Uh, the 12th chapter, verses 40. Hallelujah. And let me turn to it also that I can see it from my King James Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me, church? Hallelujah. Are you excited today is Resurrection Sunday? Hallelujah. It's not about the Easter eggs. It's not about the chocolate eggs or the chocolate whatever. It's not about that. Oh, although I like chocolate, hallelujah, and eat eggs, but it's not about that. Hallelujah. It's about Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says in Matthew, the 12th chapter, verses 40, for as Jonah, the Bible says, for as Jonah was in the belly of the great fish, 
for three days. Remember the story in the Old Testament. For as Jonas was in the belly of the great fish for three days and three nights. Jesus said this in Matthew. It's recorded in Matthew. So will the Son of Man be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. Friday was, Friday was Good Friday. He gave up his spirit at 3 o'clock. The Bible says from 9 to, to 12, it was dark. And then when he gave up his spirit, it was earthquaked. It was thundering. It was a storm out there. The Bible says immediately, just like Jonah was in the belly of a great fish, so the Son of Man went three days and three nights into the profoundness of the earth. Now notice this, for us to understand this, Peter, Peter being one of the, one of the disciples that wrote a powerful message about Jesus. In fact, he was the one that just was a hard person, uh, had his foot mouth disease until he got a revelation of who Jesus was. Uh, he always wore his feelings on his shoulders, but all of a sudden he got revelation of Jesus. Notice what it says in 1 Peter. I want you to see this. 1 Peter, the third chapter. I'll, t I'll take time because I want you to see this. This scripture, I was always reading it, but I could never understand it. Uh, years ago, years ago, the Lord gave me revelation through my spiritual father. And I think ever since, ever since I understood this, I've really understood more about the work of Jesus under the ground. Hallelujah. Amen. See, people, I remember one time years ago, I, I love this lady, I, I, this elderly lady used to come to church. She just could not understand that Jesus, when he died, that he went to do what I said he was going to do. She says, no, Jesus didn't do that. He couldn't have done that. And I said, the Bible says it. She says, no, no, God did not uh, make the, the, the pit for Jesus to go down there. So she never got revelation of it. And I pray she did before she went on to be with heaven. But the Bible says in 1 Peter, the third chapter, and I know that you'll believe because you see the revelation in this. 1 Peter, the third chapter. Notice this. The Bible says that he went three days and three nights into the pit of the earth. Now notice this. What did he do? 1 Peter, the third chapter, verses 8. Finally, are you with me, church? Verses 18, excuse me. Verses 18. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us, us, bring us to God by putting to death in the flesh, but quickening by the Spirit. So in other words, we know we have been resurrected. Now notice what it says in verse 19. But which he also went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Now that right there was a scripture that many said, okay, what does that mean? But also went and preached unto the spirits in prison. Which sometimes were disobedient when once the long suffering of God waited in the day of Amoda while the ark was prepared, wherein few that the eight souls were saved by water. Now notice this. What did he do? The word says he preached. Say with me, he preached. So that meant there was a proclamation. See, preaching is heralding the gospel. Right now I'm preaching, I'm heralding the gospel. But I'm also making a proclamation. A proclamation is this. Jesus is alive, whether you believe it or not. He is alive, for the Bible said so. See, I just proclaim what the Bible says to an unbeliever. So he proclaimed to the imprisoned spirits. Now, what are the imprisoned spirits? The fallen angels. The imprisoned spirits are those demons that are being reserved for a time that we know that shall be released. And let me tell you something. We're living in a time 
where a death spirit has been released, which is called the, the COV-19. Uh, you see what I'm saying? It's a demonic spirit. It's a demonic demon that has been released upon the world. All the world. You see what I'm saying? But the Bible says this, that he proclaimed to the imprisoned spirits. I believe he announced something like this. Because remember, he said, all authority has been given to me here in heaven and on earth and under the earth. I believe he said, I have authority over you now, you fallen angels. I have authority over you now, you fallen corrupt that have bruised and hindered the human race for ages and ages and ages. I have authority over you, death and the grave. I have authority over you. And you are still and will be locked up until that day of judgment. Hallelujah. Amen. And let me tell you something. He said in, in Revelation, and quickly go to Revelations, the first chapter, speaking about the authority that he, when he went into the prison and he went into the place of the darkness of the dead in the Bible called hell, not the lake of fire. The lake of fire is reserved for the future. But he went to a place called Shoel, which is hell, the death of, of the, the place of the dead. Hallelujah. And there he talked to the fallen angels, those that were once in the great estate with God. You remember, uh, the Bible says the angels fell out of heaven when they came against God. So we know that two-thirds of the angels are, have been released and some are held for the last time, for the end time, to be released. And the Bible says in Revelation 1, are you there? Revelation 1.18. Listen to what the Bible says in Revelation 1.18. And I'm going to read it to you from the Good News Bible, but you can read it from yours. I, Jesus said, I am the living one. I was dead, but now I am alive forever and ever. I have authority over death and the world of the dead. I have authority over death and the world of the death. That's the, that's the, 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 the good news Bible. But let me read it from the King James as it is interpreted directly from uh, the word of God, from, from, from the interpretation of Latin. The Bible says here, verses 18, Jesus said, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Amen. And have the keys of hell and of, the Bible says, and death. Now notice this, I want you to zero in on the keys of death and hell. Jesus said this. So in other words, those three days, he went to go do a lot. A lot. One of the things that he did was set people free from that place called paradise. You remember when he was on the cross and he said today to one of the thieves, he said, today you will be with me in paradise. But before Jesus Christ ever resurrected, think about those like Abraham. Think about those like Moses. Think about those like, like that, that, that died before Jesus Christ. Think about all the prophets and all, the, all the, uh, the people of old that died before Jesus ever resurrected. Where were they? They weren't in hell, but they were called in, they were in a place called temporary, called that place that is a temporal place where, where he said that uh, Lazarus and, and the rich man, uh, Lazarus was in one place and the rich man was in another place. And Abraham... Uh, 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 told us that uh, he said that he saw immediately the transition. It was a temporal place. It would be a temporal place. Today the Catholics believe in that temporal place. But let me tell you something. Jesus, first thing that he did was set many of them free from that place that's called paradise. Amen? Tell me amen. Second of all, 
he went straight to the pit of hell. And as we said earlier, he took the keys from death and hell, from Satan and all those demonic angels that were working uh, for the end time, reserved for the end time. Amen. Think about that. This is God. This is God. This is God. In fact, the Bible says in Ephesians, quickly, go meet Ephesians. Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians, we see what he did in Ephesians. Hallelujah. Oh, God is so good to me. He's so good. He's so good. Hallelujah. Ephesians, the fourth chapter. I love this because it talks about the church. In Ephesians, the fourth chapter, picking up. Uh, verses, verses, uh, uh, verses 8, hallelujah, amen, Ephesians 4, 8, are you with me, church, Ephesians 4, 8, wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men, now that he ascended, that is, but he also descended, there it is right there, descended into the lower parts of the earth, which is hell, he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above the heaven, that he might fill all things. So in other words, the working of Jesus when he died, Friday, Good Friday, when he was hung and he gave up his spirit, the Bible says immediately he went to that place to set people free. And then from there, he went immediately to take the keys of death and the hell. And then he says in Revelation, I have the keys. I am alive. Amen. He and us will never die. Say with me, he will never die. He and us will never die. He has life in himself. This is Jesus who we serve. Hallelujah. Amen. He has life in himself. Ooh, Jesus. The giver of eternal life. Come on, church. Hallelujah. The one who is immortal. Oh, that death has been defeated. He will eventually determine who death who will enter death and hell. Now notice this, uh, when I said he will eventually determine, listen, if you are not serving Jesus Christ right now, if you're not accepting him as your savior, you're on a path to hell and the grave. If you don't receive Jesus, if you're saying, yeah, I believe, uh, but, 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 but yeah, yeah, I believe, but you're really not actively believing and serving him, doing what the Bible says, worshiping and honor him and everything that he says, then you're not, you're kidding yourself, hallelujah. Come on, church. And this is where he says, ultimately, I will choose at that end time who will enter into that place. The Bible says that we'll stand before the Lord. All of us will stand before the Lord as he's on that throne. And, and the Bible says that the unbeliever will be in another place, but the believers will be also in another place. So thank God that I'm going to the place that he's going to say, okay, Pastor Robert, this is what you did for me on earth. Let me give you the rewards, but let me also tell you what you should have did also. Hallelujah. And to the unbeliever, it says, oh, depart from me for I ever never knew you. Now go into that place destined for you. That's going to be the saddest place on that part of the earth and heaven. But this part of heaven is where you want to be. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. Amen. I want you to see something in John, the 11th chapter. Say with me, hallelujah. Amen. Yes, this is serious, ladies and gentlemen. Today is a very serious, dedicated day unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. It's his resurrection. Hallelujah. Amen. Notice what it says in John, the 11th chapter. John, the 11th chapter. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Tell me he's good. Hallelujah. Amen. John, the 11th chapter. Oh, he's so good. John 11, verses 25. The Bible says, Jesus said unto her, and this is where Jesus, he had a love and compassion for Lazarus, a young boy. 
the brother of Mary and Martha. Jesus always spent a lot of time there. I believe the disciples spent a lot of time there because Martha was a good cook. Amen. So I believe Jesus was always there, but, but he loved Lazarus. Notice what he says in, in John, the 11th chapter, verses 25. Jesus said unto her, Martha, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. Amen. She said unto him, yeah, Lord, I believe. I believe. And uh, uh, she said, yeah, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the son of the God, which should come into the world. Amen. But notice this. I saw this, but she didn't have a working revelation of resurrection. She never could see Jesus dead because Jesus was a miracle maker miracle worker a resurrecting of people of the grave so he she never thought he would ever die this death so she said yeah i believe so her belief was to the point of believing but now we're on this side of the cross jesus now died for you which we said earlier now he resurrected so now we see this and understand it to the clear, to the to the greater measure than she did say with me i believe he died, he rose on the third day, I believe. That's the power that's in the resurrection, by believing, amen? And so we find out, listen to what it says. In the, it says, I am the resurrection and the life. So in other words, Jesus is the resurrected one. Jesus is resurrected. His name is also resurrected. He's the one all about resurrection. So in other words, when you and I, listen to this, when you and I go to be with the Lord, either if you go by way of the grave, and let me just say something. Everybody look at me for a moment. All of us, if Jesus tarries, will go by way of the grave. Amen? Now notice, that means this body, this body is just every day, just, just get to that point where it's getting younger and younger, as people say. Amen? Come on, church. Amen. The Bible says, with long life, he satisfied me. So we got, we've got 120 years to go. Hallelujah. Amen. But now I want you to think about this for a moment. When you die, physically, you never felt it. Because Jesus tasted that kind of death. So in other words, when you close your eyes here on earth, as one preacher said at my father's funeral, when you close, when, when you close your eyes here, immediately your eyes are open to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Isn't it that powerful? My, my, my wife, uh, Pastor Christine, told my grandbaby, they were talking about resurrection. She says, uh, he, she told her, you, you know, people that have died in, in major crash and they die, they never felt it. They never felt that, that, that crash. They never felt it. They never, in other words, that's the power of the resurrected life. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Amen. People, people that, are, that know Jesus and have died, they have never tasted death. They will never smell death. They will never know death because Jesus on that cross tasted it for them. 
Come on, church, amen. Can you say amen? So in other words, it's like you taking off your jacket and dropping it to the floor, as my spiritual father says. That's how fast it will be. You're, you're, as fast as that jacket hits the, glow, the floor, that's how fast you're out of here. Come on, church, amen, hallelujah. And if you've ever had a vision of leaving your body, like Pastor Christine had twice visions of leaving her body. She says, oh, it's amazing. You just, you just, you're just gone and gone and gone. And, and, and you just don't want to come back because you're gone and you're gone into that place of of power that place of of bliss that place of love hallelujah you don't want to come back come on church you don't want to come back hallelujah amen so listen to this resurrection it's that place that i talked about the offering it's the mansion it's the mansion waiting for you hallelujah amen my father has his place now hallelujah my brother has his place now and all those that preceded us are with jesus right now hallelujah amen they're not in that waiting place they're not in that place called paradise they're not in this place they're in that place reserved that jesus said you'll be with me in heaven hallelujah come on church hallelujah amen so in other words he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall live. And whosoever lives and believeth me shall, shall never die. Believeth thou this? Now, this is a question that I'm asking you. Believeth thou this? Everyone think about that for a moment. Do you believe it? Then why, my friend, are you scared of dying? Do you believe this? Then why are you scared about this? Do you believe this? Why, why? You know, when I fly on airplanes and we run into some pretty bad uh, turbulence like we did not too long ago or when we went to California or Colorado, the eyes of people bulged. They, they get so bright and big and, and they just have fear. You know what I'm saying? I looked at Pastor Christine and I said, hallelujah, God is so good. We smiled, and I said, I love you in Jesus' name, hallelujah. And I looked at the neighbor that was all worried, and I said, Amen. She must have thought I was fooled. And, and Pastor Christine was just talking to the lady next to her, just talking to the lady. And this lady is holding. You could tell she's holding. She was probably gripping her phone. She might have broke her phone by holding it so tight. Why? The death, the fear of death. The fear of death. Come on, church. Amen. Now notice this. With all this in mind, church, let me encourage you. He died for you and me, the cross. That had a purpose. He resurrected that had a purpose. Amen. And we're living today under that power. But listen to this. He gave us something to do, church. And this is where I really want to encourage you. I want to, if I can just stir you up. You know, like I have a chainsaw at home, and I, I don't use it much. So when I do use it, I have to kind of prime the gas, put some new gas in there, and I have to just pull it a couple times, and all of a sudden just... I just got to keep doing it, keep doing it, right? Yesterday, I was petting Louie, my baby Louie. When he has a bone in his mouth, when I pet him, he goes, and I said, honey, you sound like a a motorcycle and and like a chainsaw. So I just kept going, he just kept going like that, and I just love it. Louie, I just just made him all upset, amen. Now, this is, that's what I want to do. I want you to, I want to stir you up before we close, amen. Look at John, the 11th chapter. John, the 11th chapter, Jesus said this. And notice this, people say, well, he was talking only to those that followed him. No, a disciple is a follower. You and I are disciples of Jesus. A disciple, what the meaning disciple means, a disciplined one. Ones who disciplined. Now notice this, what does that mean, disciplined one? If you've ever been in the military, 
in, in military or in, in, in boot camp, they discipline you. They, get, they break un, rebellion off you. They discipline you. They, they teach you how to talk. They teach you how to take commands. Because in the battle, you can't be rebellious. In the battle, you've got to say yes. If they say we're going right into the meeting, like World War II, the Battle of the Bulge, where 200,000 men died on that hill. Each man was commanded to, to attack, to siege that mountain. And, and all before you, men are dropping, men are dropping. Not one said, no, I won't go. Every man said, yes, sir, commander. And they ran, knowing that a bullet might have had their name on them. 200,000 men plus died on that bloodiest day. And let me tell you, those men were not like that when they first joined the army. They were men that taught, were taught. And this is what Jesus said. Does Jesus say, you are a disciple? That means you're a follower. You're a disciplined one. What does that mean to be disciplined? You're disciplined in the word. You're disciplined in how you talk. You correct your languages. You're disciplined in your worship. You're disciplined in your offering. You're disciplined. You're a light unto others. Listen, folks, this is what he's talking about. If you're a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ, which we are, we have to be disciplined. This is an area that I think many believers need to get disciplined and need to get serious about this. Jesus said in chapter 11 of John, verses 25, listen to what it says. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you with me, church? The Bible says this. Hallelujah. We, uh, excuse me, go with me to Matthew. I, I meant Matthew. I, I, we were ready to read John. Go with me to Matthew. Matthew, the 28th chapter. Matthew 28. Jesus has fulfilled what he said he was going to do. Matthew, the 28th chapter. The Bible says, verses 16, then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee. Remember, he commanded them at his resurrection. He said, Mary Magdalene, go tell my followers, or go tell his followers to meet him in Jerusalem as he's always, in Galilee as he always been. So it was, a, it was a place that he always went to. And the 11 went away into Galilee, into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them. So they obeyed the 11. And when they saw him, they worshiped him, but some doubted, even to the very end. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, look at that word, all power. That word uh, means authority. All authority is been given unto me in heaven and on earth. Say with me, he's got authority here on earth. And notice what he says. Go ye, therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So be it. Now look at Mark now. Mark, the 16th chapter. The, 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 Mark, the apostle now, one of the disciples now, records the same thing. What he heard Jesus. And listen to what it says. The Bible says in verses 14... Mark 16, verses 14. Afterwards, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat. And the Bible says in verse 15, and he said unto them, so he reiterated, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. 
He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not bite, not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Now, wait, 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 listen. So then afterwards, the Lord has spoken unto them. He was received up into heaven. That word received is like that word sit, set. Remember, God set him. This is where people get it all wrong. God received Jesus. When somebody dies, we need to change our vocabulary and say, Jesus took him. No, God received him. The Bible says that he was received, amen, into heaven. Hallelujah. The Bible says he was received. Are you with me, church? And they went forth. The Bible says uh, he, uh, he was received. So after the Lord had spoken these things, he was received up into heaven and sat at the right hand of God. That's that, that's that authority, that throne room. And they went forth and preached everywhere. The Lord working, the Lord working with them. Let's stop here for a moment. The Lord needs you so that he can work in you. How will the gospel be spread on this earth? See, Jesus is no longer here on this earth physically, but he's in us. We're disciples. The same message he told his disciples, he's telling us. I've set you free. You have eternal life. I've given you authority on earth. Now go make disciples. One of the things, the saddest things that I want to say right now is the body of Christ is not multiplying and is not reaching people. For you see, he says, go make disciples. When was the last time someone made a disciple, a follower of Jesus? When was the last time somebody baptized someone in Jesus? Well, pastor, that's your job. No, because he would easily say, now pastors, fivefold ministries, this is what I want you to do. No, my job is important just like yours. My job is to teach the body. My job is to help the body. My job is to heal the body with the word of God. My job is to equip the body. But you as disciples are to bring people unto Jesus. Now look at this. Look at the Bible again. He's talking to you. I want you to get a revelation of this. I want you to look at it again. Go with me to Matthew again. In chapter 28, he's talking to you. He's talking to you. Verses 19, 28 and 19. Are you there? Say with me, amen. He says, go ye therefore. Oasis centered, go ye therefore. Oasis fellowship, go ye therefore. Those that are watching online, go ye therefore. Teach all nations. Start beginning in your back door. Start beginning in your home. Start having friends. Start telling them about Jesus. Well, pastor, I don't know the Bible. No, no, you can't say that. Those that are members to this church, you know the Bible. You know the word of God. You know if you bring them to church, they'll get the word. Hallelujah. Amen. You have authority to do this. Go baptize them. Don't wait for your pastor to baptize. Although, if you say, pastor, I have people that I want you to baptize, I'll be gladly to baptize them. Hallelujah. Amen. I believe he's speaking to us to realize something. Now, notice, let's don't, get, let's don't get out of hand now. Let's say you're, you're somewhere in another country and you're far away from a church and someone receives Jesus and you say, let's go baptize you right now. You have the authority to go do that. 
Amen. But if you lead someone to Jesus in the city, then you bring them to the house of God, introduce them to your pastors, and we'll baptize them in the water. Hallelujah. Come on, come on church. You are baptizing them. Hallelujah. Amen. And he says this. He says, go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Verse 28 or 20, teaching them, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you even to the ends of the world. I am with you when you're doing the work of the Lord. Now go back to, to, to the book of Mark, the 16th chapter. I'm with you. Hallelujah. The Bible says in verse 16, he that believeth, 16, 16, he that believeth, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. See, folks, the power that you have is to cast out devils. You have the right to cast out devils in your home, off your family, off your friends, off people. When you see people on the side begging, just don't say, there's that beggar in. Take your authority. I cast that devil off him in Jesus' name. When you find somebody that's sick, you say, oh, they don't have to be sick. I cast that sickness off them. Do your part. Jesus said, you're a disciple. Come on, church. Amen. He says, in my name, they shall cast out devils and speak with new tongues. Oh, that's, that's what the church is doing. They're speaking with tongues, but they're not casting out devils. Churches are praying in tongues. We all pray in tongues and we have power in church. But when we, we go out there, what happened to the tongues? What happened to the power? What happened to living like Jesus? I know I'm stepping on toes right now, but I got to tell you this, church. Say with me, amen. You got to do what Jesus commanded us to do. Hallelujah. He gave us a command. He gave us a command. He gave us a command. Go ye into the world. Come on, church. That's the command. Hallelujah. Amen. He says, Verse 18, they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any dead thing, it shall not hurt them. You know what that means? The power of, of demons, the power of the devil. Don't be afraid of the devil. One time, years ago, as a young preacher, as a young assistant pastor, there was a young man I was dealing with that had alcoholism. Uh, he would come to church, him and his wife, but I saw her one day just bruised as can be, pink and blue. And I said, where is such and such? And she said, oh, he's at home, my pastor. I need to talk to you. And I said, no, I'm going to go visit him right now. And so the Lord woke me up at 3 o'clock in the morning. said, go right now to his house before he enters into eternal without me. And I told Pastor Christian, I'm going to such and such house at 3 o'clock in the morning. And his wife had moved out, recommended by the church to move out because he was beating her uh, to the place to, that she was unrecognized. And I went to his house and looked through the window and I saw him on the ground with all the lights on. And I just broke down the back door through the garage. I broke it down and went in there. And he was literally dying. You know what? He drank rubbing alcohol. He drank perf all her perfume. Listen, she took all her money out of the bank account. He had no money, could not buy whiskey. So he started drinking. And he got to the point that he started drinking that stuff that was in the, uh, the ana antifreeze. You see what I'm saying? That's how much the devil had him bound. He was foaming at the mouth, laying there. I remember going in that house, and I got my hands on his stomach. And I said, you foul devil, come out of him. And listen, all I heard was a growl. All I heard his eyes open up, red and dark as can be. He looked at me, said, get out of here he is mine and I said devil you're a liar loose him loose him now I tell you what I did I did was I, I did like wanted to run from there but I knew I had the authority and the anointing on me to say devil loosen him now loosen him now loosen him now and the devil left him and he lived 
and he served Jesus and got back together from his wife. From his wife. What happened? A disciple of Jesus Christ, Jesus said, go, wake up, go. A loved one of mine is dying. A loved one is dying. He will see eternity if you don't make it there. Listen, folks, that's what he's calling us to do. Church, how many times has he woken you up in the middle of the night for you to pray and you thought, well, let me just turn on the TV, watch something. Or let me go get me a glass of milk and some cookies. Folks, listen, folks. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? Are you listening to me, church? You that are here in the audience and you that are watching. This is the importance. This is the importance of being a disciple, a follower of Jesus. You've been given the right. You have, you have life. You live forever. You live in the kingdom of heaven. You live, but there's people out there that Jesus says you have to go reach them. So I'm encouraging you folks, start activating this command today. Will you do that, church? Start activating your command. You can say amen or you can say no. Amen, church, come on. Activate this today. Now stand up, church, come on. Stand up and say, I will activate this today. Say this in faith. I will activate this today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm a disciple, just like Apostle Paul, just like Mark, just like Luke, just like Matthew, just like James. Come on, just like Barnabas. I am an apostle of Jesus Christ. I'm a disciple of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's lift our hands toward heaven. Father, all of us here, lift your hands toward heaven. Oh, hallelujah. Father, please forgive us as a church. Please forgive us, Lord. We have been given resurrection power. We've been given authority. Jesus, we have been given your rights and your authority. We have been given mansions in heaven. We have a place of eternal life reserved for us. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for life. Thank you for life. Thank you for life. Thank you for resurrecting me. Thank you, Father, for dying on the cross and healing us. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, Father, Lord, I activate the command according to Mark and Matthew. I activate it, Lord. Lord, use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. You know, you know my chemistry, Lord. You know how I am, Lord. You know what I do. You know how I feel, Lord. You know, Lord Jesus. But Lord, I ask you, Holy Ghost, give me boldness. Give me boldness to share. Give me boldness to say when somebody talks about something and, and I quicken, I hear you and you say something. Give me boldness, Lord. Let me say, I'll open my mouth in faith and you feel it, Lord. I, I, I Lord, activate it, Lord. And Jesus, you promised us that you will always be with us forever, Lord. That means as we talk to the unbeliever, you're with us. As we lay on the sick, hands on the sick, you're with us. As we cast out devils, you're with us. Lord, as, as we take authority, we teach people in the name of Jesus, you're with us. As we baptize them, if we don't have time to go to the church and baptize them, Lord, if we're like somewhere, Lord Jesus, we'll do it, Father, we'll do it, Lord. But Lord, as long as I, Lord, I will activate this, Jesus. I will activate it, Lord. I will activate it, Jesus. Do you see, church, the importance of this? Jesus, I will activate it. Father, we give you praise. Now every eye closed and every head bowed in this place. And if you're a believer, would you do with this? Would you bow your heads in reverence to the name of Jesus? I want to talk to those that have never made Jesus the Lord of your life. If you were to die today, my friend, did you know without a shadow of a doubt that you will be with the Lord? Let's say you, you, go, you go to the store and, and you, have, you end up having a mag, major heart attack and you die. You drop dead. Or, or, or let's say you get hit. I'm just saying, like anything that happens out there, things that are happening out there, people, they wake up thinking they're going to be all right and then they end up dying. Folks, if you were, if you were to die today, do you know for sure that you, will receive, that you will be in heaven with Jesus? And my friend, if, if you have a doubt, if you don't know, that's because you're not sure of your salvation. Jesus said, all you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. 
Where you are right now, church, everyone praying in this house and across the internet, everyone praying, say with me, Jesus, come into my heart. I believe you're the son of God. I receive you into my heart. Please forgive me of all my sins. I need you, Jesus. I receive you. I promise to serve you all the days of my life. And I will obey your word. I will worship you. And I'll honor you, Lord, the rest of my life. So, Jesus, thank you for coming to my heart. In Jesus' name. Now, look at me. Those that are watching on camera, listen to this. If you've made Jesus the Lord of your life, listen, go get your Bible. That's the first thing you need. You need a Bible so that you can meditate on the Scriptures. Oh, I'm going to encourage you. Just go to the book of John. Go to the book of John. Right in the Bible, and you'll find Jesus. I want you to know Jesus from the Word. Know Jesus. Make him personal. Know him like you've never known him before. Fall in love with him. Get to know him like I did. You know what I did? I would smell my Bible, and I would smell Jesus. And to this day, I still smell Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Get the Bible and fall in love with him. Second, get into a place that teaches you the word of God. I'm talking about a word of God. Don't go to a place that just amuses you and say you can do what you want. No, no. Go to where they teach you the word of God. There's many Bible churches. And if you can't find one, just, just watch us every Wednesday here, Central, at 7 o'clock on Wednesday and Sunday morning at 1030. Uh, watch us Central time. Amen. Until you find that place of worship. Hallelujah. Amen. And we know that Jesus loves you. Worship the Lord. And I want to ask you thirdly, after this, you need to receive power by being baptized in the Holy Spirit. By praying in a language, a supernatural language of tongues. No, it's not as many people say it's of the devil. No, Jesus said you shall receive power. He told the disciples after he resurrected. Not many days from now, you shall be filled with power. Amen. You need power, especially in these days to live. You need power just to go to the store and, and have peace. You need power uh, when, when we're confronting this, this dead virus. I call it dead because that's my profession. It's a dead virus. Amen. We need, we need protection of God everywhere we go. Amen. So we know that Jesus is Lord. Say with me, Jesus is my Lord. Amen. The Bible says he who says that believes in the Lord. Amen. See, a devil could not say that. Jesus has filled your heart. Amen. All righty, folks. Well, happy Resurrection Sunday morning. We usually have a wonderful meal after church, but we're not having one. We're Go have it with your home. And me and my wife are going to have it around our table by ourselves. How are you? Bring it out to the chips and the, the hot dog, whatever. Amen. We're going to have our own at our home. You be blessed. Pastor Abel and Linda, we bless you in Jesus' name. We love you guys. All those that are watching, if we had technical issues, well, uh, folks, if we had it, please forgive us. It'll be running no soon. Uh, you can go to YouTube and watch it. It'll, it'll be up as soon as possible. Amen. And bear with us as the whole world is on social media. So there's a lot of things going on out there. But you know what? At least your faith was with us. Wanting to watch this tonight, today. Amen. All right. Give the Lord a praise. Come on. Hallelujah. We love you, Father. Amen and amen.